0: Welcome to Stats Will Roll, the podcast that will randomly generate all your characters so you don't have to. My name is Abby, better known as D8BitGaming on Twitter.
1: And I'm Alex. But you probably know me as Mr. Puddins on Twitter. And you might know us from a little Twitch stream known as Chromatic Chimera, where we both partake in two campaigns and various other one-shots and other role-playing games.
0: Mint campaigns, new systems, left and right. It's a great time.
1: But we're here for D&D. We're
0: here for D&D.
1: So, what if you have never been to Stats World Roll, first of all, go back and listen to all our episodes, because they are fantastic.
0: But listen to this one first. I guess. Finish this one, and then go back.
1: So what we do is is we generate randomly through a random generator that Abby was so gracious to create for us. We make a race, a class, a background, an alignment, and we even generate stats using the 46 drop the lowest stat generation that you commonly see at most tables.
0: Yes, rolling your stats is the best.
1: Um, we're not trying to start a Twitter fight here. Both ways of doing it are fine, but it—this is stats will roll.
0: This is stats will roll. We are rolling our stats, and I hope we get a dump stat today.
1: You hope? Oh yeah, because uh, click clack, who we realized should be named comrade instead, did not uh have any dump stats. No
0: click Clack had god tier stats, and I really want us to roll a five today.
1: So last time we talked about playing, uh, rolling up a Kenku, we have yet to really roll up any of the main humanoids.
0: Have we rolled a human? No. We haven't rolled a human.
1: No, we haven't even rolled like an elf. We, we rolled got a dwarf. dwarf. Yeah. That was it.
0: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> then let's see what we get today. Let
1: us see. All we did right. we had like a half orc.
0: We did a goblin.
1: I guess that counts.
0: I don't know. Press
1: that big button. Press the big button.
0: Let's see. Today, we are making a lawful neutral halfling sorcerer guild artisan.
1: Ooh. A little dude.
0: A little dude. My faves. Halflings are my faves. And I did get my wish for a dump stat. So we have a 14. Oh, actually we have a 16. We have a 16, a 14, a 12, two 10s, and a 9. So we're pretty average. But we do get... Is a, is a nine and minus one? Yeah. So we do get at least one dumb stat. Yay! So, playing as a halfling. Playing as a halfling. I am the authority on that. I was going to say,
1: Abby is the authority on halflings, them being her favorite race in Dungeons & Dragons since she started playing.
0: Oh my god. Halflings are the sleeper OP. I would just like to go. tell... <laughs> I would like to spread the good word of the halfling. So, as a halfling... Uh, I mean, there are subclasses, but sub races. Subcla yeah. All right,
1: halfling authority. Let's go. Shut
0: up. So, as a halfling, you get your DEX increased by two.
1: That's good for us.
0: That's good for us, and you're small. And most halflings are lawful good, but we, we're keeping them lawful. We're lawful neutral, so we're typically good-hearted and kind. So we have to kind of figure out how we're. Going to stray away from being a goody wholesome. two-shoes. Yeah, wholesome just a little bit. Um, our base walking speed is 25. And the best thing about being a halfling, the lucky racial feat. When you roll a 1 on your d20 for an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can re-roll that die. Re-roll that die.
1: But you have to use a new roll.
0: You have to use the new roll, but what are the chances of you getting another fail.
1: It, it's, it's pretty good.
0: It, I mean, it's possible that you could, but you're really no, a this is still, This is amazing. This is pretty good. Yeah, lucky racial feat is the best, but you also get brave, which means you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened. So you're just a brave, tiny little dude, and I love it. And so much
1: bravery and such a so tiny body. So much bond. bravery.
0: But you're also so You can move through the space of any creature that's a size larger than yours. So all those humanoids that you're hanging around with, you can just, like, zip right through them. Like, run right through their legs. It's amazing.
1: And then you can speak, read, and write halfling and common. No one ever utilizes the halfling language in Dungeons & Dragons. I
0: feel like... While halflings have their own language, they're kind of the people that are just, like, too nice to speak their own language around other people. So they just, like, use common almost as much or more than they use halfling. I, I
1: know. It's just – it's disappointing when you have a, a language that yeah. you can speak but no one uses. Yeah. Like primordial when you go – to like, I've had it where I take primordial and then we never encounter it. I feel mm-hmm. bad for halflings in that regard. Yeah. So DMs out there, use more halflings.
0: Use, halfling. use more halflings in general. Just have your entire world be halflings.
1: So I would go through all the halfling sub races, uh-huh. but there's one I have my eyes on. Okay. Lightfoot.
0: Lightfoot is good.
1: Plus one new charisma. Mm-hmm. And you can attempt to hide even when you are obscured only by a creature that is at least one size larger than you.
0: So all those humanoids you're hanging out with just hide between their legs. Yeah, you're I mean, like,
1: ah. naturally stealthy is best for a rogue, but like, yeah. hey, you need to slip out. Just hide behind someone.
0: You're a sorcerer. You're squishy as heck.
1: Yes. Stout's cool because the constitution going up by one is nice as well for yeah. a sorcerer. And having advantages on saving throws against poison and resistance to poison damage is good. It is good. Uh, especially when you're, you know, slinging spells and in the thick of it.
0: But I am going to agree with you on the Lightfoot Halfling, just because we do get that Charisma bonus. Mm. Uh, I mean, Ghostwise Halfling, that's just a Wisdom Score increase, which would be more useful if we were a monk, but...
1: You also get, like, basically a free message. Oh, really? Uh, Silent speech. You can speak telepathically to any creature within 30 feet of you. Creature Mm. understands you only if the two of you share a language. You can speak telepathically in this way to one creature at a time. It's basically message.
0: Yeah, basically. But better. But better. Ghost <laughs> uh,
1: Ghostwise are specific. They're from the Sword Coast Adventures guide, I believe. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, as a DM, I allow them because I'm a fan of having more options for, like, especially halflings.
0: I'm a fan of having more halflings in general. I love halflings so much. I'm sorry. It's Okay. Uh, so are we going with Ghost Rider? We're going with Lightfoot.
1: We'll go with Lightfoot. Yeah, just for the charisma.
0: Just for that extra little dose of charisma.
1: I mean, I'm a big fan of basically basic, quote unquote, basically a free spell, but yeah. charisma—the free point in charisma is big for me.
0: Yeah, as, as a sorcerer, we're gonna need that, especially with our super average stats.
1: So our highest stat, that 16, is going into charisma. Yeah, and it'll become a 17. Yes. 14 will go in the decks because we want a better armor class. We'll so become a 16. Then we're going to make our next highest one constitution. Yes. Then dump as you feel.
0: Dump as you wish. That uh, I'm going to say, as a sorcerer, we're going to dump strength. Okay. So we're going to have our nine in strength, 10 into wisdom, and 10 into intelligence.
1: Very nice. Cool. So let's talk about being a sorcerer.
0: This is something I am not the authority on. <laughs> I have played a sorcerer once, and I spent the entire session running away from things.
1: So, as a sorcerer, so arcane magic has different origins for how people can use it in Mm -hmm. 5th edition. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Bards learn to do it through telling stories and music. Wizards learn. They study magic. They learn how to cast through study. Yes. Warlocks make a deal with a powerful entity who grants them power. Sorcerers, maybe they're born with it.
0: Maybe it's (laughs) Maybelline.
1: Uh, maybe someone liked a dragon too much in their ancestry, or perhaps they had an they had an encounter with a well of magic or something like that. Sorcerers get their powers naturally from within their bloodline; it's they're born with it. Yes, or they obtain it through an event with magic. Mm-hmm. So, as a sorcerer, your casting stat is going to be charisma. You're going to get that one d six hit points.
0: Oh yay! One d six hit points.
1: You get you get some nice spells, and uh, you don't get any armor.
0: No armor.
1: And when we're talking about our halfling sorcerer, something we need to ask is, where did their magic come from? Mm. So, for example, we have Draconic Bloodline, which means an ancestor liked the dragon a little too much.
0: Yeah. You have
1: dragon blood in your veins.
0: I mean, if we were talking steam spell, and this was one of Brandy's kids, I would believe it. In his youth... <laughs>
1: In his youth, or maybe his grandfather, Randy's part dragon. Because for those who don't watch Steam Spell, one, go watch it. Yeah, you should watch
0: Steam Spell.
1: Two, the meme is that Nettle's father, Randy Swiftfoot, is a god amongst men.
0: (laughs) Because he owns a lawnmower and a grill?
1: Uh, Yes. (laughs) Uh, Then the other one that's from the PHB is the Wild Magic Sorcerer. Okay. Uh, It comes from Forces of Chaos. That underlie the order of creation. Maybe you were exposed to raw magic and that's how you got your powers. This is the one that makes you roll on the random table. Like, oh. it, So when you cast a spell, you roll up d20, and if you roll one, you roll on the magic, random magic table. And it's really fun because I played with. I had a player who was a wild magic sorcerer, and it's so much fun.
0: Really? It's
1: so fun. <laughs> then we also have Divine Soul. This is a Zanny, Xanathar sorcerer, and you have. So you get your magic from something celestial, something divine, maybe an angel in your ancestry.
0: Now, this is the sorcerer that allows you to pick some uh, cleric spells, if I'm not mistaken. Correct.
1: This is the Healy one.
0: This is the Healy sorcerer. This is the one that I tried to play. Yes. I didn't do very well.
1: And you choose an affinity, good, evil, law, cast, neutrality, and you get spells based on that. Yes. And then we have the edgy sorcerer
0: edgy sorcerer because every class needs an edgy one
1: shadow so basically uh your innate magic probably comes from the shadow fell and you get edgy magic spells based off of that okay so and then you get features and like all these sorcerers have very different features depending on which one you take it's Mm kind of cool and then finally we have storm sorcery Mm -hmm. so you get elemental storm powers thor kind of
0: or storm
1: storm yeah
0: you know That that one X Men that's you know named for having elemental powers.
1: Well, she controls the weather.
0: She controls the weather. She's Storm. (laughs) Uh,
1: So honestly, it just depends. Which one do you want?
0: I mean, if we were pulling Unearthed Arcana, it would be really funny to have a halfling be a giant soul sorcerer. Oh
1: yeah, he wasn't gonna bring in our Unearthed Arcana. I mean, we shouldn't.
0: We shouldn't. It's not published. I, my rule when it comes to DMing to make it easier on myself and just to make sure everything's kind of more balanced, uh, I, my typical rule is that you can use literally anything you want as long as it's published wizard's material. Officially published. Officially published wizard's material. Like it has to have come out like in a book. Okay. But I, I think just to, for posterity's sake, we'll stick with that rule today, even though it would be so funny to have a halfling giant soul sorcerer they just is so funny but uh, I'm thinking either draconic bloodline or wild magic
1: draconic bloodline would be kind of funny because like that encounter between smog and bilbo it, right went really different than
0: you the, yeah <laughs> there was some things that bilbo left out of that story <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of both yeah. so let's roll with the dragon you think let's roll with a draconic halfling okay and, and then what's really fun is you can have, like, draconic features kind of show themselves.
0: Ooh. Like, maybe
1: they have, like, a patch of scales run across half their face or something. Oh, that could
0: be really interesting. Or, like, every time they crit fail on a spell, they get a new scale.
1: I love it. Or, like, they get, them like, a draconic feature on themselves. Yeah. Or, like, maybe their eyes are, like, dragon-like.
0: Mm. I so could get into this. we
1: get to pick a dragon ancestor. Okay. Uh, one of the chromatic or metallic dragons. And that'll determine damage type for us mm. and you also get resilience to that damage
0: now if we're talking purely from mid-maxing i would say that we would want to probably take fire because it's good damage type at the beginning of the game it's good early on but then having that resistance later is super good yes but uh, we're here for shenanigans we're not here to be the best character at the table like we have a dump stat today i'm all here for the dump stat today So I'm going to say, let's do something that's maybe not as optimized. Okay. Because I think, didn't we do fire with Doragon? He was a dragonborn.
1: I think so. I
0: think we did fire with him. So I think we should try something different today. I would go with maybe either lightning or cold. So silver, white, blue, or bronze. Hmm. Let's go with white. White?
1: We're going to go with a a cold halfling, a A northern halfling. halfling.
0: Winter is coming Just, I want that to be his, his, her, their tagline. And everyone's like, uh, it's July.
1: (laughs) So the nice thing is with the Draconic Sorcerer, your armor class is going to be 13 plus your dex modifier.
0: Oh, nice. (gasps) I like that. I like that.
1: So since we're going to have a decent dex, we're actually going to be a 16 dex armor class at level one.
0: Oh, God, I'm loving this. No more squish.
1: You're still squishy.
0: Less squish.
1: (laughs) Uh, and then eventually we can get dragon wings. So imagine this oh. little halfling flying around with dragon wings.
0: Oh my god, this is the best day of my life. So the little halfling's like, whee! That's if you ever make it to 14th level. I don't think I've ever made it to 14th level in a campaign.
1: That's about to change.
0: Oh yeah. So, uh,
1: as a sorcerer, then, you're going to pick a bunch of different spells. I'm not going to pick your spells for you. No. My general rule of thumb for a caster is... Obviously, for you're going to want a damage dealer yes. for cantrip. At least a cantrip that deals damage. So one spell that's useful in combat, say, to hurt the enemies, mm-hmm. debuff damage. One spell that's going to buff your allies, yes. help your allies, and then one utility spell. Okay. I usually try to even it out. That's Sorcerers good. tend to be a little blastier than when it comes to spell selection.
0: Okay. Do we get Fireball?
1: Yeah. <gasps> Sorcerers, of course they get Fireball.
0: I cast Fireball.
1: The fix-all solution for all your Dungeons and Dragons issues.
0: Fireball.
1: I cast fireball.
0: <laughs>
1: so I think we've talked enough about the mechanically playing this halfling. Okay. Uh, so let's go back to talking about that narrative. Of oh, our-
0: well, they're a guild artisan. We forgot about the guild artisan part.
1: Oh yeah, we are. We have a guild artisan background. We
0: have a background. Maybe. Oh, you know what? I have an idea.
1: Okay. I let's have an hear. idea. Let's hear. it. So they
0: have like. They have this white, draconic background, right? This white, draconic heritage. Stay with me here, stay with me. They sell ice cream. They have an ice cream truck. They have an ice cream cart. Alex, they have an ice cream cart.
1: I'm still here. Keep, continue.
0: Isn't this perfect? It,
1: it's amazing.
0: That, that's, that's their, that's what they do. That's what they sell. That's their merchant. I mean- They're an ice cream artisan, Alex.
1: So then you'd put them under cooks and bakers, then? Yes. of the 20 guilds to pick from? Yes.
0: They're an ice cream artisan, Alex. I hear you.
1: And because their, their draconic ancestry just makes them so good with frozen the treats. The cold
0: doesn't bother them anyway, Alex.
1: This is why we don't make halflings on stats at all. We'll ah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, we have this guild artisan who makes ice cream. Yes. What about their back, Like... So now, not only do we have to think about them ma- having this ice cream cart, yes. where did they get their draconic heritage from?
0: Uh.
1: When do they realize they have, it? like, do they just use their draconic powers to make really good ice cream?
0: Maybe they realize it when everyone else is getting brain freezes, and they've never had a brain freeze in their life.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having the best day of my life over here right
1: now. So we have...
0: So, Okay. So
1: Does this halfling, is their name Jerry, and perhaps they have a brother named Benjamin?
0: No, their dad's name is Ben.
1: So then they run Ben and Jerry's ice cream stand.
0: Ben and Jerry's together. Maybe maybe their parent is a warlock, and they made a pact with a dragon to create the best ice cream in the world. Better yet,
1: maybe Benjamin is married to a dragon.
0: Okay. And our halfling
1: doesn't realize his mom is a dragon in halfling form.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And... They make the best dang ice cream that the. For, that Faerun has ever seen.
0: They make the best ice cream that their entire realm has ever seen. Elementals come from planes to have a taste of this ice cream. Okay. Like, th- their, their ice cream is just renowned across the planes of existence.
1: This is a really bit. This is, like, that backstory where someone's, like, I killed three dragons, but it's, like, not at the same time. It's, like, my ice cream was so good, God sought it out.
0: The whole party is, like, sitting around a fire telling everyone their backstories, and they're, like... Yeah, my whole family was murdered. And about seeking revenge to, to the, for the people that murdered my Jerry. family. I was like, Jerry. oh, well, I'm a noble running away from my destiny. What about you, Jerry? And Jerry
1: Jerry's like, oh, hey, there. I make ice cream with my dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am looking for the legendary Rocky Road recipe. It,
1: it, it, does the business fall on hard times? Is that oh, yeah. the call to adventure the that the ice cream care. cart business gets falls on hard times?
0: I'm thinking that, or I'm thinking that it's their mission to find the new, the next recipe.
1: All right, the next recipe.
0: The next, like, ice cream recipe. So they're always, like, tasting weird stuff. So, like, every time...
1: Oh, God, this is going to become one of those characters that wants to, like, taste everything that they kill. Yeah,
0: basically. They're like, all right, let me...
1: So they're going to become, like, the jelly belly of the ice cream world. Yep. And... The tip of the tongue? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, so but, to mouse so, so, we're the sorcerer with draconic powers. Okay. When does it become apparent besides the brain freeze situation? Like, that could be <laughs> something where it's like, I realized I was different when my I didn't get the brain freeze from the ice cream. <laughs> but, like, where does it come in? Like, where they're like, oh, holy shite, I have magic powers.
0: <laughs> what if, like... The the parents, like, sit this halfling down one day, and they're have like, the talk? we have something to tell you. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> yeah, they, they,
0: they're they like, when a mommy and daddy love each other very much. Oh, yes, I
1: know. You already told me about it is
0: <laughs> Oh, no, but... um.
1: Your mother's a dragon. Yeah,
0: your mom's a dragon.
1: What do you mean, mom is a dragon? <laughs> I don't know how he became Italian, but he is now. Well,
0: if we're going to Italian, this can't be ice cream. This has to be gelato.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they're like they they have the talk with him or her or or them are are halfling. And they're like, we're entrusting the family business to you. But before you can take over, you must create an ice cream recipe of your own. I've never made an ice cream
1: recipe of my own. What do you so, what I mean?
0: So that's the call to adventure. Is this half like... <laughs>
1: has to make new ice cream <laughs> has flavors. has to go
0: out into the world to discover the next ice cream recipe.
1: I mean, I guess. Yeah. Um, your DM is going to hate you
0: this is okay but would this not make the best npc in the world
1: it'd make a great npc it would make an amazing npc if you're playing this as a player character though god help your gm (laughs) god help them because as you my mother's dead and then you know someone else is gonna be like i have divine purpose to save the world what about you jerry
0: um, I need to find the next great ice cream recipe.
1: And then they become a hero and an amazing adventurer, and maybe eat ice cream with Asmodius. And then they they have to go to hell to go find ice cream. I'm thinking- That's the biggest quest because it's always hot there, except for like the cold area. There's indeed. There's they have to go to the hot the elemental plane of fire, and serve ice cream the freedies in the Brass City. Oh
0: my God! That's the
1: personal quest right there. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> so, I'm thinking, oh, man, we maybe should have taken Elemental Sorcerer then, just use ice everything.
1: There's no Elemental Sorcerer.
0: No. No. Thought you said there was.
1: No, it's Storm Sorcerer. Yeah. It's not elemental. It's just storm.
0: Doesn't it use elemental stuff.
1: Just lightning and wind. Oh, never mind. <laughs>
0: never mind. There's the
1: Elemental Adept feat. True.
0: Take that feat. Take it.
1: I mean, there's plenty of cold spells to get you by anyway, like Snellack snowballs and stuff like that. So you could like take snow like snowballs and just say I chuck ice cream at people. Amazing sleet storm is just like melting ice cream.
0: You know I have made such serious, amazing halfling characters in the past. Like I've made really complex halflings, and now I'm making an ice cream guild. Artisan.
1: So, like, Snowlock you like Snowball Swarm. A flurry of magic snowballs erupt from a point you choose. Each creature in a five foot radius centered on a point must make a deck saving throw. And then you can just be like, ice summon ice cream cones.
0: I'm starting to hate my own creation. Is this how God feels?
1: <laughs> this is how you make a gimmicky character. Folks. Is this how
0: God feels? He just looks down at us and says, What have I done? So, oh, God. This so character. maybe maybe the ice cream kind of takes a a back seat eventually, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? This uh this hero gig's not too bad."
1: The, this adventuring, mom, mom, dad, I've decided I want to be an adventurer instead of continuing the ice cream business.
0: it would be heartbroken.
1: It'd be a good character moment, especially with this goofy ass character that that is just like, "I am ice cream." <laughs> Dear God, what have you done? I
0: don't know, and I'm so sorry. But this is where we are. <laughs> anyway, so why is he lawful neutral, of all things?
1: Their business. It's about the business. It's not about the business. A, it's not about being good. It's not about being bad. It's about the business.
0: Okay, they're not. They're not out to help people. They're not out to hurt people. They're out there for the business.
1: Yeah, I mean, their 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 motivation is even just, oh, I need to take over. I need to make an ice cream flavor. It's not yeah. like, oh, like. You know, I'm imagining this halfling still in, like, some level of their formative years where they yeah. really haven't figured themselves out yet. Which yeah, is why maybe. they're going out to create their own ice cream flavor and in the meat while doing so they discover themselves. Yeah.
0: It's like... Maybe it's like a coming-of-age sort of thing for them. And, okay, it doesn't have to be ice cream. I'm sorry. It doesn't have to be ice cream. It could be anything.
1: I know. They could be
0: guild artists singing everything. Anything. I know.
1: I know. I just... I do like the idea that their mom is actually or their dad's actually a dragon. It would, that
0: is a funny idea. I really do like that a lot. That could make that could make for some really good character moments. I mean, maybe. All right. Getting away from the goofiness for a second. What if they react really badly to it? What and that's if,
1: what makes them go leave home. Yeah.
0: What if they run away? Like what if their, their parents set them down and they're like, hey, we have something to tell you. Your mom or dad isn't a halfling. They're a dragon and they freak out
1: and run away and they
0: run away. They leave home. They're like, I can't deal with this.
1: Yeah. And like, and there's like little things that makes the parents want to sit them down. Like, oh no, Timmy launched a fireball at the neighborhood dog, you know, at the neighbor's dog. Uh, Timmy sneezed and accidentally casted burning hands. There, there's something that could happen that makes the parents be like, okay, we, get, we gotta talk to them. Yeah. And as you said, they don't react well and they run away from home.
0: All right. I know, I know the ice cream idea was my idea and everything, but I'm liking this a lot better. <laughs> okay. For those of you listening, use this idea for a PC. Use the ice cream artisan as your NPC. Or
1: for like a one shot. Yeah. Like, let's talk about playing gimmicky characters while we're on it.
0: Yeah, let's talk about it. Real quick, i running out of time.
1: I've played gimmicky characters before. Yes. The problem when you play a gimmicky character is the gimmick, either one gets old to everyone else really fast, mm-hmm. or you grow tired of it, and mm-hmm. it doesn't leave a lot of room to actually play an interesting character. Yeah. That's why you save the gimmickiness for NPCs or one-shots, where it's like, oh, okay, it's a one-off, whatever. Yeah.
0: It, it's good in small doses, but if you're going to play like a full fleshed-out campaign... You really want to have a more complex character because like I, I've done this too where I played uh, Cleck my Aarakocra monk And I was just thinking when I created Cleck This is going to be the most mechanically sound monk ever. This is yeah. gonna be really cool But for narrative wise I thought oh wouldn't it be just really funny if this Coker just thought she was a really large bird and like maybe didn't understand money or mirrors
1: Yeah, and then the idea it was funny at first, but then
0: Really? That it was really hard to, like, get her in the story because she just thought she was a bird.
1: Yeah. And, like, even – you could even, like, roll with the ice cream idea, but yeah. then incorporate that, oh, my God, my my parent is a dragon yeah. running away from home. Yeah. So I feel like that's important to discuss that disclaimer of, hey, we need – I figured after goofing off for a while, mm-hmm. we need to talk about playing gim- – the difference between when to play a gimmicky, funny character – and when not to. Because I've had it where I had a character playing that was a Warforged Druid, and my yeah. joke was, oh, Beast Wars Transformers, it's funny. Yeah. Then I, like, I was like, okay, but I don't know how else to make them interesting. Yeah. So then I, I told my GM, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to be playing, I don't remember what their name was going to be, I'm going to play something else. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. When yeah. I explained it to them, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. We hadn't even started yet.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if you're looking for something for, you know, a one-shot, maybe... That you can lean into that a little bit more. You can lean into the idea that they're they're a little goofy. They are obsessed with ice cream. But if you're going to be in a longer, more fleshed out campaign where you're going to be doing this for more than just a few sessions, uh, definitely definitely think about if you're going to want to be something goofy for an extended period of time, or if you want to be a little more serious. Not not like serious serious, but like a character. Yeah, uh, more human.
1: Play a character, not a gimmick. Exactly. I mean, the jokes will come when you play a regular character. The jokes will happen. Yeah. That's what happens when you play a role-playing game with friends and you sit down at a table. The jokes just naturally happen. But yeah, so if you're going to be playing this as a character, I would I, w- I would, go with Abby's idea of doesn't take to knowing that their parent is a dragon very well. Runaways from Runs away from home and that's when they're running away. They meet the other adventuring party. And get trapped up into the world of adventuring while discovering themselves. And mm-hmm. you can really create a really good character moment out of that.
0: Yeah, especially if, you know, this is sort of a coming-of-age thing for them. Or, you know, like, maybe maybe they were going to become an adult in halfling society. And that's why their parents felt like they had to tell them. Like, now is the time they're about to become an adult. Yeah. So this character could still be very young. In, maybe yeah. not a child, but, like, still very young and... and Hasn't really come to terms with that, It come to terms with themselves, and wants to kind of figure out who they are. And then, yeah, and then you can also
1: play up the whole "oh, I was more, I was different than everyone. Yeah. No one liked me because I was different and sneezed fireballs yeah. and farted poisonous gas." Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think all that's left is we need a name for this halfling. Hmm. Now, when it comes to halfling naming conventions, uh, normally you have like one first name but then your last name is kind of similar to how uh, dwarf naming conventions go where it's kind of like two words put together okay. so like obviously in Steve Bell, i have metal swift foot uh, and the last name is just swift foot put together you
1: know yeah yeah
0: so that that's kind of how i would go about naming this okay
1: maybe like the last name is like i don't know like cold willow or something like
0: that yeah cold will yeah cold something
1: or like Frostwing or... Oh, I
0: like Frostwing. I like Frostwing. Okay, so last name, Frostwing. Um, first name, it kind of really depends on what gender you're kind of going with. If you're going for something more feminine, more masculine, that really depends. Or, I mean, you could even do something that kind of... I, I feel like halflings are, as a race, generally more in tune with nature.
1: Yeah, that's actually the steam spell uh, way I have it them set up mm-hmm. is that they're very in tune with nature. They're very kindred with the world around them.
0: So if, if maybe that's kind of how you feel about haplings, you could go with something that's like that's like Earth-related. So like a plant name, tree name, flower yeah. name, willow. animal name, willow, you know, something like that. Um, you know, ash, yeah. juniper. Yeah, Just naming off all of metal siblings now.
1: Yeah, so just choose anything like that. I don't I really have a specific... I like the name Willow. It's fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe Oak. Oak. Oak could be fun. Oaky. And then the last name we were going with Frostring, right? Yeah. So have fun with that. Yeah. Please let us know if you use this halfling, whether as a really gimmicky, really weird NPC or as a more serious character in a, more, in a longer campaign. Yep. And let us know and tag us on Twitter. We'll come check it out. If you have like a stream or a podcast or something, we'd love to see it. And with that, I would call this halfling rolled. I would too. All right. I'm Alex. And I'm Abby.
1: And this has been Stats Stats Will roll.
0: Roll.
2: Fuck Cancer Roll Dice is a yearly streaming event dedicated to fundraising for the fight against cancer. This year's event will feature numerous tabletop games, from D&D to Call of Cthulhu, and a wonderfully wide cast of hosts and players. Streams will run over the course of three days, from November 22nd to November 24th, and we would be delighted if you would join us at twitch.tv slash coach underscore zac. That's twitch.tv slash coach underscore Z-A-C. All proceeds from the event will go directly to Fuck Cancer, an organization dedicated to uniting the community in an effort to prevent, detect, and defeat cancer. They work hard to build support networks for those who have been diagnosed and to assist in detecting cancer before it's too late. You can find more information about Fuck Cancer on their website at letsfcancer.com. All donations will be handled via Tiltify, so you can be certain where your money is going. So if you're a fan of tabletop games or even new to the community, we welcome you with open arms. Join us the weekend of November 22nd where we say, Fuck Cancer, Roll Dice.